can tell you right now that per capita of churches, we have baptized five young people this summer or this year so far. Not We did one in the spring and then four this, this summer. Hey, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. And they're hanging in here. They haven't quit yet. It's awesome. It's good. We need more. Amen? But that prayer, God, point out anything in me that offends you and then lead me along the right path. Because, see, ultimately we've got to find out what it is that bothers God. And when we find out what bothers God, then it should bother you and me. So, Before I introduce the topic today, which you already know is lying, (laughs) I got to tell you this story I ran across. And it was told by a person who was young in their faith and they started going to church and they were, they were excited about being in church, right? And learning. And preachers do this sometimes. They play tricks on you. I've done it before since I've been here. And some of you fell and, and some of you didn't. But, but maybe you've forgotten what I did. But preachers do this all the time. They'll stand up and they'll say, hey, how many would raise their hand and say they would read a, a Bible reading next week? An assignment I want to give you to read in the Bible. So, you know, of course, a bunch of hands will go up. And the preacher will say, okay, here's Rob. We're going, to, we're going to be in the book of Mark. And I want you to read Mark 17. To which everybody who had their hand up would go, okay, got it, man, got it. Say, now I want you to read that every day, and then next Sunday we'll testify. All right, great. Well, this young guy said he, he raised his hand because he, he was bound and determined he's going to read Mark 17. So he gets up Monday morning, thinks about Mark 17, and doesn't read it. Gets up Tuesday morning, thinks about Mark 17, doesn't read it. Wednesday, Thursday, gets all the way next Sunday, gets to church. Preacher says, everybody hold up your hand that read, uh, did the reading assignment. Mark 17. Little boy sitting toward the front because he was really fire, on fire for God. Man up goes that hand. He said, hold up, hold him up, hold him up. And then he kind of glanced around to see if there's any others and he didn't see any, and he didn't see any. Finally, the preacher said, hey, stand up, because those of you who have your hands up, stand up. So when he said it that way, the boy said, oh, maybe I'm not the only one. So he said, why don't you stand up, because we want to applaud you. So the boy stood up, and then he looked around, and there was one other person. Oh, and they applauded. Oh, they applauded. Then the preacher said, well, that's okay now, sit down. He said, Okay. Now, I want you to uh, grab the Bible closest to you there, you know, and, and, and back in the uh, older days when we had pews that have the pew Bibles in them, or, you know, we've got them scattered around in here sometimes. But anyway, he gets hold of a Bible and he says, okay, I want you to turn over to that Bible reading assignment in Mark 17. And some of you may want to join me. Go to Mark 17. So the little boy gets to 14 and to 15 and to 16. And then he gets to Luke 1. He goes, wait, 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 wait. Somebody tore the chapter out of this book. He said, now who in the world would do that? And then, of course, the preacher reveals that, well, you know what? There's not a Mark 17. 
Now, today we're going to talk about lying. And this young man discovered that not only was he lying, but he did, he did like the Hall of Fame of lie. He's standing in church doing this, right? How many of you, now we're going to make it a little more personal. How many of you would raise your hand and say that you've ever told a lie? Ever, with an E-V-E-R, ever told a lie. Okay, now look around you. See who doesn't have their hand up and look at them. Just look at them. Because you know they're lying right now in the church house. Of course, we may have that one uh, Mother Mary back there in the back that's never told a lie. We, I understand The truth is... Lying is one of the first things that we learn to do. Lying is a learned behavior. I also think it's inbred in us, as are a lot of sinfulness. But lying especially. How do I know that? <laughs> now, I have I had three sons, and they're, they're preacher's boys. Preacher's kids are always the perfect kids, correct? Yeah. I've always contended, except for the influence of the elder's kids on their life, they're usually pretty good kids. They get stereotyped like all preacher's kids, but I remember one time, Cindy had made homemade chocolate chip cookies. I'm not going to reveal which one it was, but it won't be the one that you think. Because he's always the one that's the part of my stories. But one of them came out of the kitchen and around the corner I came and I said, Have you been in those chocolate chip cookies? No, Dad. No, haven't had any. The only problem was (laughs) the residue of the chocolate was in plain sight. Where did he learn that? Well, maybe he heard me let out a what you'd call a little white lie. No, no, he, he he learned it somewhere. But you don't really have to teach that. It just kind of comes hardwired into our sinful nature, as do others. <laughs> as do others. But just because it seems acceptable in our society, because people will rationalize that away. Ah, that's nothing. Doesn't mean that it's acceptable to God. So in your notes, first fill in. Write this down. Our God hates lying. A couple of verses. One is Proverbs twelve twenty two. It says the Lord does what? Detests lying lips, but he delights in those who what? Tell the truth. So he detests. Lying lips. So what you need to do is if you find yourself lying is rip your lips off. Isn't that what the verse says? It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with the lips attached to my mouth. <laughs> Isn't that how some people think? But he delights 
He delights, it says, in those who tell the truth. You know, God really hates lying. He really does. That's what He says. That's what He says. Detests. And I think the reason God hates it so much is because of what John 8.44 teaches us. In John 8.44 it says, Satan, who was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he, what? Lies. He speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. So when we lie, what gets God so much is that we're acting just like the enemy. Mm, 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 mm. That's why God gets so upset. It's we're acting just like the enemy that set out to oppose Almighty God. And many of us would just say, eh, it's just a part of life, preacher. Relax. Take it easy. In fact, it might be necessary, these little, these little white lies we used to call them. You know, these are, these are some of them are necessary. For instance, when your wife comes around the corner and says, Honey, does this dress make me look fat? What are you going to tell her? Yep, you're big as a barn. That's way I see it. Yep. Oh, you know, red's not really your color. Well, they've baited us, haven't they? Of course, your slowness to respond gives her the answer she's after anyway. Or she already knew and just want to drag you down the muck with her. And then what Adam said, well, after all, the woman that you gave me. God would say to those who accept lies as it being just a part of life, God would say, I want to vomit that out of my mouth. He detests it so much. You see, I believe it's time for us to be transparent. Not with each other as much as it is with God. Because we think that we are fooling Him. We think we're hiding something from Him when we hide nothing. He sees it all. Amen? It's like a mom. When a mom has a child, their whole Everything changes. They get eyes under their hair. It's amazing. They can be in one room. You can be messing up in another room. And they will say, stop it. How did they know you were doing something you shouldn't do? They're a mom. You go off to college and you think, ha ha, I'm away from mom. I can do whatever I want. Oh, no, you can't. Because in the middle of the night, she gets this prompting. Up she goes and calls your cell phone at 3 a.m. And you better not answer. And if you do answer, hell hath no fury. So I want us to look very quickly here about how we lie 
and then dig a little deeper about why we lie. How we lie is three different ways. Number one, there in your notes, we lie to others. We lie to others. Jeremiah 9, 5 says, Friend deceives friend and no one speaks the truth. The bad news is, research was done, ladies, and you lie three times a day. That's an average of a thousand times a year that women lie. Don't you feel good about it, men? Well, because men, we don't fare nearly as good as the women do. Men, we lie, according to the survey, six times a day. Two thousand times a year. And what is it that a man lies about? I'm not lost. I know where I'm going. I don't need directions. Krispy Kreme was on the way. What can I say? Bill called. I had to stop at Starbucks. Well, Bill might have called, but he wasn't at Starbucks. And sometimes, men, we walk in and they just look at us and we start coming up with stuff. They haven't even said a hello or nothing. They just look at us and we feel guilty and we start to... Here's a great example. It fits all of us. We're driving. We're doing the speed limit. We see a police car. Hit the brakes every time. Hit the brakes. Why? Because you're used to going three miles an hour faster. Or for some, 20 miles faster. For some... I can't even see the policeman. I went so fast. Yeah. (coughs) We lie to others. We lie to others. Another way that we lie, that some people have found that they they lie, and maybe they don't even realize it because they don't really think about it, but we also lie to God. We lie not only just to people, but we lie to God. In fact, in Acts chapter 5, there's a great story. The believers were together. They were selling possessions. They had all agreed that they would give the money to help each other out. And this couple named Ananias and Sapphira decides to do something a little more creative. So in Acts chapter 5 and verse 4, Peter confronts them and and says, What made you think of doing such a thing? You have got, you have not lied just to human beings, but who? But to God. So Peter confronts them. You lied to God. See, we lie to other people. We lie to God. And then there's a third way that we lie. And that's when we lie to ourselves. And I'm not sure that this isn't the worst. Because we deceive ourselves through and through. David, in Psalm 119 and verse 27, appears to be grieving over something when he prays, Help me understand the meaning of your commandments, and I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. I weep with sorrow. Encourage me by your word. Keep me from lying to who? Myself. Give me the privilege of knowing your instructions. Quite honestly, there are too many times in my life to count when I actually would deceive myself and start to believe my own lies. 
I am living proof to this. I had a doctor when I was 25 say, you cannot go to an all-you-can-eat place. I said, why? He said, because you take them serious. Oh, if I'd have heeded that word when I was 25. If I'd have heeded that word when I was 26, when I was 27 and 28 and 29 and 30. Oh my goodness, what difference it would make. I didn't have type 2 diabetes until I was 42. And it's adult onset diabetes at 42. Why? Because I didn't heed the warning at 25. You see? We're going through pictures this week. Uh, Cindy was to take to Houston next week because she's going to, to be Gigi to her little grandbaby in Houston. And Corey wanted pictures of when he was a baby so that they could compare to see who she looks like, Megan or me. So she posted a few of the pictures just for his uh, liking, and his only answer was, wow, I was good looking, wasn't I? I think the one that he commented that the most was when he was running naked through the living room, but nevertheless, that would be just like him. But I would tell myself, maybe you've told yourself, ah, I can quit anytime. I can quit anytime. It's not going to be a problem. See, my habit started when I was in teenage, teenage years. Because then you could eat like a horse and, just, and you never gain the weight. I'd lose, I don't know, 10, 10 pounds a week just playing football and eat like, oh, like a wild man. I used to drink a pitcher of sweet tea as soon as I got home from football practice before I'd eat anything. And then I'd devour anything I could find that wasn't, wasn't locked down or latched down. It got eaten. Even the box, it was in. I didn't care. I needed the fiber, I guess. Teenagers are that way. We develop some bad habits when we're teenagers, and we carry them on into college. Worst thing that ever happened to me in college was when they opened and instituted the idea of a all-you-could-eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner in our cafeteria at school. That was bad. But guess who they asked to consult with as a student when they brought that in? They said, what do you think? You think that'll go? I said, absolutely, man. Bring it on. What am I going to tell them? No. I've only been asked to leave a restaurant once in my life. It was a Mexican restaurant called El Phoenix. All you could eat for a buck twenty-nine. Well, those days are long gone. But the manager came to the table where six of us were, and we were eating a lot of food. Ask us to hey, come back tomorrow. <laughs> so see, we justify our lies because we lie to ourselves. There's times in a marriage relationship where one person says, "It's not my problem. It's him or her. Not my problem. Not my problem." What you don't realize is. You're just as much part of the problem as that other person is. Always takes two to tango. Yeah, but you don't know. No, I don't know. You're right, I don't know. I haven't done this for 37 years of my adult life and not listened to every story you could think of. See, it's always someone else's fault. And I, I understand when there's times when a person makes a choice that they have made a stupid choice. I got you. But you can either abandon the relationship or work with it. And what God does is He brings a real blessing on those that work with Him. Now, is it hard? 
Has it been hard for me to lose 50 pounds and keep it off for two years? Yeah. Yeah. Real hard. Because food's everywhere. Have you noticed? If you eat at Hugo's, my favorite place, they bring it out on a platter. It's not a real plate. It's a platter. And they fill it up. If I ask for a half a bowl of oatmeal, it comes out full. I think because the cook looks at me and goes, oh, he needs a little more. Some people are deceiving themselves and lying to themselves about where they stand with God. Well, I'm, I'm okay. God understands my weaknesses. He, he knows how I am. And after all, He's a forgiving God. He'll just forgive me and I don't have to worry about it. If He calls us to live a holy life, then He wants us to change some things that we're doing consistently wrong in our life. Amen? Not easy. But don't deceive yourself. About your relationship with God. John said in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 4, Whoever says, I know him, whoever says, I know God, but does not do what he commands, that person is a liar and the truth is not in that person. Wow. We can lie to our people, we can lie to other people, we can lie to God, we can lie to ourselves. To overcome this, though, I want to get to that deeper, more heart issue, and that is, why do we lie? Why do we lie? For some, we might slip into something that's called, well, it'll make my life easier if I just lie. I don't really want to hurt anybody's feelings, and I don't want to hurt myself or make myself look bad. I want to make myself look better. Or I believe this is... That's to help me get ahead or, or whatever. For others, once we start there, lies typically begin to snowball. And the more we lie, the more we're tempted to lie. And the more we can't find the truth. And before long, we're not just telling those little lies, but we're starting to believe the lies. And we start to live a lie. And our life has very little integrity. So I ask, why do you lie? A survey was done online under the title, My Secrets. Millions of people shared anonymously confessions of what their secrets were. Three were lifted and shared out of these millions. And I want to read those to you. The first person said this, My whole life I've struggled with telling the truth. My problem is that I hate to disappoint people, so if I failed them, I lie about it. I also lie because I'm trying to impress people and to convince people to do something I want them to do. I've even lied to women in the past to get them to sleep with me. Second person said, I pretend that everything in life is perfect. Everything in my life is perfect. But the truth is, I hate myself and most days I wish I would die. My family and friends don't have any idea. No one knows that I think about killing myself every single day day. How tragic. Third one. Listen to the pain in this one. Lady says, my husband thinks I was a virgin when we were married. Not only was I not a virgin, but I had an abortion when I was 19. Now we can't get pregnant and I'm afraid God is punishing me for my lies. Pray for me. I don't know what to do. 
Well, there's a lot of pain in there, isn't there? A lot of pain in there. What I want to do is to ask you to do something. And admittedly, it's, it's a challenge. It'll be a challenge. You may not immediately be able to give a response or be able to write something down, but I want you to at least ask yourself, what do you typically lie about? So in your outline it says, I, believe, I lie because, and I've left it blank for you. Say, so you may not be able to just write that, and maybe you can. Maybe you can just write it right now. But you might want to stop and be a little honest with yourself. Maybe get some time with God. Because, folks, we all have a tendency. I don't say we all do it, but we have a tendency to lie. What is it that we lie about? Why is it that you believe in the moment that this lie would be more effective than the truth? Some of you might say, well, I do it mostly to protect the feelings of others. Some of you might say, I do it to make myself look better. Some might say, I don't really like the truth. I don't like what's going on in my life, so I say something else because I think that's better. Some might do it to impress other people. I was that way. I used to tell these little white lies just so I could impress other people. You ever been around somebody like that? Doesn't matter what you've done in life, they've done four times as much and eight times as bigger and nine times more dangerous. Some of you are laughing and shaking your head. You, their name, their face just popped right up, didn't it? <laughs> Some might say, well, I'm afraid of what other people will think if I told them the truth. Go back to that, honey, does this dress make me look fat? We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, do we? And we never do. I don't think we get up every day and say, you know, I'm going to hurt somebody today. Just watch it. I've got five people on my list. I'm looking every one of them up and they're going to get it. Boy, here I go. I don't think we do that. But Satan crosses our path with those and we'll make a choice. Believing that one of the, of the biggest lies is that we think that these self-conceived lies somehow are going to bring honor and glory to God. They never do. They never do. Some might think, you know, if I, if I lie, it will bring me security. But the truth is, the more you lie, the less secure you are. And the bottom line is, you cannot build a life of integrity on a foundation of lies. You can't do it. When it comes tax time, that's the hardest time to tell the truth, isn't it? Yeah, it's tough. I like some of these commercials where they're saying, well, I was $14 million in debt, but Travis Watkins got it down to 14000 Hallelujah. So if we lie, if I lie, does it make a difference? Well, it does because we're actually participating in the spiritual enemies. Name. He's the father of lies, and so we become the sons and daughters of lies. When God says, I'm forgiven, why do I lie about it? 
when, when I believe, it's a step toward the truth. When I believe that I am the righteousness of God in Christ, not based on my own merit, but based on His victory at the cross, I'm a step closer to truth. When I believe that His freedom sets me free, I'm closer to the truth. When I believe that I am who He says I am, not who you think I am, I'm a step closer to the truth. We say it all the time, it doesn't matter what you think about, all that matters is what God thinks. And we say amen to that. And we should say amen to that. I get closer to the truth, not by what I do, but first by what I believe, because my actions follow my beliefs. Actions follow beliefs. And when we believe the truth, then you know what? Jesus said in John 8.23, He says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will what? Set you free. Set you free. The truth will set you free. So if it's as little as every day make life easier, common white lies, we think it's going to help us. We've been, we're, we're living in a lie ourselves, deceiving those around us, looking like one person, but deep down inside we're somebody else. And all along we're afraid that if we get caught one day in our lives, all of it's going to come to light. We need to change what we think and what we believe in. Believe you are who He says you are. Believe what He says about you. And when you believe who He says you are, you're stepping closer to the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by Me. Yeah. And when you get to the truth, that truth will set you free. So why do we lie? Because I'm not believing the truth. Because I'm over here believing that my lives are better than being loved in the security and the grace of my all, my God who sent Jesus to die for me. His truth will set you free. His truth, the truth, will set you free. Pray with me, would you? Father, I pray today that by the power of the Holy Spirit that you do a healing work in our lives. God, that we would look to You and that You would forgive us our sins, make us new, transform us. By Your grace, God, help us to believe the truth so that we would overcome the lies that bring bondage. <clears throat> Father, it's no matter what we've done, no matter how bad we've been, no matter how much we've lied and lived a lie, anyone who calls on Your name will be saved, forgiven. If we'll confess our sins to You, You tell us You're faithful and just forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And God, I know that there are some in this room this morning who may even claim to know You, but are not obeying You. You tell us in Your Word that the truth is not in us, that we're liars. But today, the good news, the good news is, we don't have to stay a liar. All we've got to do is, is admit, I know you. I'm not serving you. I'm not following you. But at this moment, I'm going to turn to you. And when we do, you tell us that you'll forgive us of every sin and you'll make life brand new. So God, would you fill us with your Spirit so that we don't have to live on our own strength. I believe that's why some are here today.
And I know who they are. So God, I'm praying that You will touch them. That they will have courage to face weaknesses and they will have courage to respond to Your call for truth to bear fruit in their lives. In Jesus' name, Amen.